normally have two mice because I have a Razer gaming mouse that I specifically use for games, and oh, except Razor. it sucks for everything else. Mm-hmm. Mega Bucks Hansen over here with his Razer. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was a Christmas. It's the, it's the, it's the, only, it's the only name of in like gaming peripherals that I know. I'm like, oh, I heard, if you get a Razer anything, it's good, right? Uh, I mean, it definitely has lights on it. I can tell you that. That's, I mean, that's what I meant. Lights are shorthand for good, correct? Yeah, correct. RGB is shorthand for good. Like, obviously, you can't really be good a, a gamer without RGBs. Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Gaznell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. From Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. From Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And coming to us live from King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, it's Friday night and he's feeling all right. Downtown Atlanta, big city bright lights, missing Henny with the Sprite while he's drinking and driving. No police lights, no police sirens. It's Mr. Mm. Tim Hansen. <laughs> Listen, Henny is fucking gross. <laughs> Putting it with Sprite, honestly, that might work. Now oh, I gotta oh, try that's it. That's the point. <laughs> now I gotta try it. Also, See, Sean's we, already, we, Sean can't say. He already knows what it is. We, we, at, we, at, the, we at the Brose podcast don't condone drinking and driving. Just Actually, that's not true. Because in the first 20 seconds of the show, I did condone drinking and driving. I think that's exactly <laughs> what just happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's not a song. Like, t- people think that this is, like, nah, this is the Matt Does Rap thing at the beginning this is just a psa yeah this is how i got home today just drink and drive like that's this not just drinking and driving mixing the drink (laughs) while driving Mm -hmm. yeah yeah this rapper's this rapper's flow tickles my brain (laughs) it's like whenever whenever in a song someone says million instead of million yeah (laughs) i don't know i'm just like i'm just like hell yeah (laughs) give me more of that give me more people saying million this this rapper later in the song rhymes bam with him. <laughs> That's not how that works. That don't Up rhyme. To the spot twenty six is like bam eyes on me like bitch. Do you see him? <laughs> okay. I know. We're, we're gonna, I know. I know what everybody's thinking. We're we're gonna get copyright strike because I sound too much like subject rapper. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So Sean knows. We'll hold our guesses till the last episode of this session. Sound good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about something other than the song? Uh, sure. Before we get into before we get into the the, the giggles, the funny part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different let's kinds do of that. funny. All right. Why are we even here? I mean, I'll take suggestions. I already I already started the the, the rap. I mean, anybody just want to <laughs> talk about their day at all? Like, <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Sean's wearing man. an Under Armour sweatshirt. That's very nice. Hell yeah, right. man! Represent. Hell yeah, man! Athletics. Yes. All right. Uh, I, I think it's a click clack. I think you hear him coming. It's Sean O'Brien. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. Where is that? Uh, here it is. Uh, premise of our show <clears throat> is very simple. We are four bros. In each episode, we bring a question to the table that we want to discuss with our four bros. It could be about anything. It could be about current events, pop culture. It could be about would you rather. It could be about deep psychological questions. It could be about life, the universe, or anything really. But whatever question we ask and answer, we do so with a glass of wine and a touch of mirth. So if you out there in listener land, out there in the audience, want your question answered on this show, 
You can email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But before we do any of that, we've got to discuss what we're drinking. Tim Hansen, I am for no reason at all going to start with you. I'm just curious what you might be possibly bringing to the table this evening. <laughs> well, I, th- I, I think there may be a reason you started with me. Um, hmm. Suspicious, but okay. But uh, I said, fuck the premise of this show. It's my birthday. So birthday. instead of drinking wine, I'm drinking whiskey. Nice. Whiskey. As, as I am wont to do. Um, what kind of whiskey? Yeah. Uh, I'm drinking a Speyside blended malt scotch whiskey called Copper Dog, which I had never had. Um, I don't remember when we picked this up or why we picked this up. Uh, but it's very, very good. It's very reminiscent of like a Glenlivet with like a little, little more body, a little more darker of a flavor to it. But it's definitely in that family. And it's like, well, Glenlivet is my old, easy you're drinking. You're big Glenlivet guy. Oh, yeah. Glenlivet is like, you can never go wrong with a Glenlivet, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 12 year, 15 years. Some of the higher end weird ones can be odd and don't fit every occasion. But like. So this is delicious. So the fact that it's a little colder out and it's got more of that darker flavor just fits the season. Beautiful, beautiful. Now you, yeah. you'll be turning uh, thirty-four years of age uh, on this birthday. Uh, what are you going to do to In, celebrate the big, the big milestone? Uh, as far as I know, nothing. Hmm. Uh, I think Martha and I are going to try and go to like a, a hot pot Korean barbecue place. Ooh, that's like. Sort of near us, but other than so that, I, I thought hot pot was Vietnamese. I guess not, right? Hot pot's Korean. Vietnamese okay. is um uh pho. Okay, all right, yeah. that makes up. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. Fuck that. Uh, that was a terrible joke. That's real bad. <laughs> I okay. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking Effingham Rosé which is from Ooh. a vineyard in Virginia that my aunt and uncle work at for funsies. So they like help out there and do like wine tastings and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it is for a rosé. It's not, it's not my favorite, but it, it's because it's very sweet. It's like, this would be a very good summer wine. I like something a little bit more dry. This is very wet and sweet. It's good. Okay. Like I'm not, I would also give it like a B plus. But it's not. Mm. It's not my vibe, all the time. Okay. Hmm. This is a direct indictment of your aunt and uncle. Is what I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They can both stick and shove it or whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, how aggressive is this about to be? <laughs> yeah. I, I, they can both. I did like the wheel. I, I did the wheel in my head where I was like, okay, I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I don't want to go to the general idea of what you wanted to say, and you're like, I'll <laughs> yeah. figure it out. Yeah, I'll get there. Think about how harsh do I want to be? Feel real sad about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rich, what are you drinking? All right, so uh, unfortunately, doctor's orders, I cannot be drinking alcohol. Um, so instead, I uh, took the initiative to go to the dispensary before the session, and I am drinking some H2O. With some select squeeze THC nano drops in it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, everybody just going to the dispensary nowadays. Every, every, every other week, it's like I just got back from the dispensary, or I go into the dispensary <laughs> instead. Again, why? I feel left out. I feel frankly left out. I'm not. I'm not in on these dispensary trips. <laughs> oh, I mean, next time. Next time. Look, I spent. Uh, n- nothing six- sounded like more bullshit than when you just said that. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, no, like, super left out. If, if you like want to go to the above, dispensary, well, what are you going to do? Look. I'm going to let you know, this is my first time at the dispensary, and it was okay. overwhelming as fuck. It's, How so? so, you need, you gotta go at, like, 2pm on a Wednesday. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise the line is so long, and there's so many people. So it, is, I it, went... is, it is very intimidating, because everyone's, like, rushing around and knows what's going on, and you're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to, uh, I went to Indigo. And, um, so it wasn't really that busy and, um, it just like, you walk in and you can't go back without them checking your ID. Then you go back there and like, there's people there that'll tell you like what you can talk to them and figure out what you want or what you need. But it's just like, there's the overwhelming part is there's loud blaring music. And for somebody who Mm. is relatively new to weed and has only ever had any sort of weed from people who've bought it for him. There's just a lot. It's a mm-hmm. lot. And so, I mean, I talked with the guy and I told him, like, the stuff that I already have, it knocks me out immediately. So I don't want to be knocked out, but I do want to, like, be, I want to be focused and active. And so he, he talked me through some things and then it's cash only. So I had to go to the ATM and get some cash because I didn't realize it was cash only. Hmm. Sounds mm-hmm. like the beach, but it sounds like it's yeah. going to the beach. <laughs> Loud music, pay for everything with cash don't really know what's going yeah on. except yeah. except for that the in general the people who work there are very nice and helpful they are he was, <laughs> he was super difference. nice that is a big difference. super helpful <laughs> it was it was a great experience um so this select squeeze it's a uh, peach tea flavored i took a little bit of a sip i put like a little drop it was like not a lot five milligrams of thc maybe it was 10 i might have done a double dose but i took a small sip from that and it's super strong peach it's good Strong peach. Strong peach. peach. <clears throat> Big old muscles. I am drinking Chateau de Nage, uh, mm. heritage red wine. Uh, on the back, it says, a family of winemakers for generations. We are intimately connected to our land, a link in the chain, following the path of our ancestors. In this classic Rhone blend, fragrant spices, black cherry, and licorice give way to a long, lush, lush soft finish. Serve with anything off the grill and all things Mediterranean. I don't have anything Mediterranean on my person uh, right now or anything off the grill, but I can tell you this is a nice deep red. This is really good. Uh, it is 70% Grenache grapes, which is a, always a favorite here on this show, uh, and 15% Syrah grapes. So what are you going to do? So uh, it's 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 pretty solid. I've only, this is the first time I've ever had it. Uh, I'm taking a sip of it now. And it is, it is nice. There's like a little bit of sweetness at the end. It's like very faint. Um, it's, it's like a nice little touch at the very end of the taste, but otherwise it's a, it's just a nice deep red so far. So, so far, so good. I will give a rating later. So now who's got a question, brose questions at gmail.com. If you want your question answered on the air, but, uh, who wants to start us off this week? I, so I have a listener question, uh, but I want to know it's, if you want to do it now or do you want to wait a hold off? You want to do it? When do you want to do it? Now, was there is there a reason we'd want to hold off as opposed to kicking? Uh, it is a 
It is not. It's, it's not a, a super serious question. No, it's not. Okay. So I think it's if you want, cool. if it's if you want to be more silly, we can wait. If mm-hmm. you want to be more okay. serious about it, because it can go either way. Let's go saying. with episode two. Okay, I'll All hold right. off until episode two. All right. It's not. It's also not time. Kicked. It's not time specific, so we're not going to be like. I as the can getting kicked down the road on that one. Heck yeah. Uh, does anyone else want to start us off then instead? I got one. All right, Tim Hansen. Uh, is there anything that you have recently done that has been very much outside of your comfort zone or a activity or thing that you've done recently that is just like, oh, this is very new to me and I'm not entirely okay with it? I went to the dispensary today. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rich. <laughs> hmm. I listened to my friends talk about their illicit drug use. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's legal scared. in New Jersey. It's very illicit, illicit now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's just uh, ill hyphen licit. Now it's just ill. Yeah. Yeah. Illicit? <laughs> so licit? Illicit? <laughs> Uh, you sounded like a small lately. kid, like illicit. I don't <laughs> know what this yeah. word means, so I'm going to say it in the form of a question. In the question, yeah. Whenever I say it, what have I done okay. lately? Has been outside my comfort zone. Hmm. And I'll I'll give you some time to ruminate on it. So my answer is uh, I've recently joined a uh, community concert band, uh, which is very hilarious because. Uh, to anyone who knows me, Tim does not play any instruments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but apparently they were hurting for bodies in the percussion section. And Tim can hit shit and read a rhythm for the most part. <laughs> yeah. So Now, is this uh, the, the one? My understanding is your, 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 your lovely wife, Martha, has also joined a community band. Is this the same band? C. See, so um, you're in the same band. So, she's she's playing an instrument. You are not, or I mean, you're you're playing an instrument, but it's not one that you had previous experience with outside of. Correct. I am. I, like I am now the primary bass bass drum player for this yeah. concert <laughs> band, <laughs> and I have never read percussion in uh, music before, mm-hmm. uh, or played a bass drum, and it's just like, oh, all of the people in this. So, Immaculata essentially mashed because they didn't have enough students coming through with instrumentation knowledge or music majors, whatever. Uh, so they kind of mash it with the local, uh, local community band. Uh, so it's like, Oh, most, most of you have either been playing music, all of your playing your instrument, your entire life or literally going to school for this. And I'm just some guy who showed up because you guys needed bodies and I could kind of read quarter notes and eighth notes. Look, Look, Nick Cannon was the world's best uh, drum drummer, and he didn't know how to read sheet music. So that's a little you different. Got this. You Nick got Cannon's this. definitely got more rhythm than I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Also, more children, significantly. Significantly yes. more children. <laughs> yeah. It is that is a low bar, and he just <laughs> went, "Fuck it, I'm going balls deep." He's still getting warmed up at the starting line, and Nick's like, "I've been running for hours." <laughs> <laughs> I've lapped you 30 times. Yeah, get with the program. I think 30 is an undercut. By the program, I mean (laughs) alimony. Uh, There's your drum drum kick there. So, yeah, Tim, when you tell a joke now, you can can do a thing now with the the percussion. Yeah, I don't don't have a drum. (laughs) Not not, not at this second. 
I'm saying it, 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 you want to step percussion. out your comfort zone even more. Start telling great jokes and uh, and then doing your own uh, your own little drum yeah. snare. You need you need to walk around with symbols too, so that you can just hit the drum boom mm-hmm. every time you so, say a joke. Yeah, so it's uh, it's been spotlight. an interesting experience, especially. I've never had to like count measures of not doing a thing. <laughs> so it's like, okay, here I have a couple I have a couple hits here. Cool. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do notes. I just have to hit it either real hard or not so hard. And then all of a sudden it's like, here's a 32 measures of doing nothing. I'm like, I have mm-hmm. to count that. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I remember when I was in in uh high school band, uh my, my myself and a friend of the show Charlie Brem. Uh, we're playing. We were playing the tuba section of our, our of our symphonic band, and for whatever reason, there was a song that required like a sixty four count rest, and it was it was bananas. And so, but everybody else would be doing stuff. It would just be the tubas would be basically you know on the sidelines having a having a orange juice or whatever while we waited for our turn. And inevitably, what would happen is like at the sixty second beat, uh, uh, the some other section would screw up to the point where the band leader would just wave it off, wave it off. And so we'd have to start again. Basically, we'd, the way it would start was we'd play one note and then just wait for 64 notes until it was our turn to come in again. But we'd never get to come in. We'd always get to 61 or 62, and the band leader would just wave us off. And at some point, after like nine of these in a row, Charlie just lost his mind, started screaming at, I think it was like the, the French horns or something like that. Like, you've got it. We've been sitting here for hours. You've got to get yourself together. Like, I've never seen him so angry in my life. Uh, that, that happened at rehearsal on Wednesday uh, with uh, the trumpets, the, the euphoniums, the tubas, and the bass trombone. Not the trumpets, the trombones and the bass trombone. Yeah. And the, I could tell it was the bass trombone guy directly in front of me that kept fucking up. And they just kept doing it and doing it. And they did it like seven times. It's like I hit one note and then they play for like a minute. And it's like, all right, I'm ready. And he just waves it off. And it's like, come on, stop it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know this part. Come on, man. All right. What else have you guys done lately that have been outside of your comfort zone? Hmm. <clears throat> uh,. I've been doing new tasks at work um, that I I've basically should have been doing for the past two years, but never was trained on it. And now it's kind of just a, it, it's one of those things where it's like, there's so many different variables of what could go wrong with each loan that you only get better by experience. You cannot be trained what to do with this. You can only be shown each thing individually as it comes up. So I'm constantly having to like, reach out to the person who's normally in charge of it and be like, so what does this mean and what do I have to do? And what does that mean and what do I have to do? And it's, it's, it's like, it's a pain. And it's also like, this is one of like, this is a high priority task that maybe the entire group should have been working on for the past two years and not just one person, but this company's crazy. And really training and onboarding anyone in anything complicated in any company I've worked for. It's like, oh, it's too complicated. We'll figure it out further down the line. And mm-hmm. Much Circle like the listener way. question, we're kicking that can. Yeah, yeah. Can, can just gets kicked down the road. Yeah. Uh, but mm. Yeah, other than that, I can't really think of anything new that I've been doing. Mm. Uh, I don't know. 
Yeah, this is tough. I mean, work has been mostly the same for me. So as far as like stuff that's outside my comfort zone, I mean, there's certainly stuff that I've done around the house lately that has been new to me, but like, it's not like out of my comfort zone. It's more just like, all right, we're just going to learn how to do this. Like, we're just going to do this. Uh, you know, like, uh, trying to even think of a recent example, like putting up gutter guards. I mean, that was again, but again, that's not like, oh, it's a new thing that I did that we didn't do before, but it's like, all right, I went up on a ladder and clicked it in and it was done. Uh, now it was a couple months ago at this point. So mm-hmm. I guess, uh, here's, here's something that I'm doing new that I don't think is necessarily outside my comfort zone, but goes with the, uh, the territory of the old Lenten promise. Cause as, uh, as, as y'all know, uh, Lent recently started, uh, in the, the Roman Catholic faith. Uh, and as part of that, uh, the day of, I was like, oh, I didn't think of anything to, to do for Lent. You're either, you know, you're either supposed to do an active service or you're supposed to give something up and, uh, it, having, not selected an active service. I'm like, well, oh crap. Uh, I'm going to give up, uh, in a haste. I was like, you know what? I could stand to sleep a little bit better. I'm going to give up caffeinated beverages. Uh, and so I gave up, so I gave up caffeinated coffee and caffeinated soda, ostensibly. Um, you know, look, if I have a bar of chocolate, it's got caffeine in it. What are you going to do? I'm not pounding, not going to get to the point where I'm like pounding chocolate in lieu of, I can't, I'm a can of my coffee. So I'm going to have four pounds of Reese's uh, <laughs> to, to really knock that down. Uh, mm-hmm. So no, I've given up the caffeine and uh, yeah, first two days, not great. Uh, a lot of yawning around <laughs> 12 noon, one o'clock, <laughs> uh, a lot of a sl- just an, a small nagging headache and, um, and all that, but it's gotten substantially better. Uh, I have your a gigantic mug of decaf uh, that I'm having tonight. So Ooh. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess it's a discomfort in the sense that like, it's something that I would just instinctively go for. Like, Oh, it's noon. I'm gonna have a coffee, you know, yeah, it's just lunchtime. I'm gonna make myself a coffee. Get me through the afternoon or uh, I'm going to crack open a, a diet, Dr. Pepper or something like that. And now it's like, all right, I have to make some, make some choices. It's not, uh, Oh my God, I'm public speaking for the first time. Uh, it's certainly not that level of, oh, of uh, going, Oh, well, oh, heck oh, geez. Uh, like it's not anything like that. So perhaps I could, this is the, my call that I could stand to get outside my comfort zone a little bit more. Uh, but, uh, at present, you know, decaf coffee, which is fine. <laughs> Gigantic drop of Kirkland decaf coffee is getting mowed through much quicker than I thought we would when I got it. Uh, that's about that. Yeah. I, you, I've had, I'm oh, sorry, Rich. I've, I've had to give up coffee and caffeine because of acid reflux. And it's been, uh, about, a almost two months, uh, or over, over a month at least. I thought you were doing cold and brew. No, uh, I, I thought I'd, we might not have talked about it on here, but I thought we might have talked about it. Or it just wasn't time. listening. Um, I can't do caffeine at all. That was what was activating a lot of my acid reflux, was the caffeine. <sighs> it wasn't the acid in the cold brew. It was just the caffeine and coffee. So, like, decaf is fine for me, but anything higher than a decaf coffee, because there's still caffeine in decaf, just very minimal, that it's negligible, just like in, like, a chocolate bar mat. So there's just not enough for it to make a difference. Um, that it will, It'll cause an issue. So I've been doing decaf for a while, and... I do realize that I have more energy and I sleep better not being on caffeine, but I just don't have enough energy. <laughs> so mm. you might have better sleep. You will get better sleep not drinking. Caffeine. I'm certainly sleeping a lot better. Uh, let me tell you, I, I, I've been 
rock sleep. Uh, a lot of first couple nights was going to sleep at like eight thirty, nine o'clock, just like whatever, man. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> uh, but then recently, it's like, all right, I'm just getting like a sound night's sleep right now, which is great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's you know, see if it converts to. I'm gonna start uh, running again next week, and uh, we'll see if it converts to actual energy when I'm exercising. But uh, uh, we'll see how it does. Sean, what have you done that's gotten you outside your comfort zone lately? So, I have, so during the, like, year from, like, let's say, April through October, when uh, I do, like, a Frisbee league, and it's, it's uh, we do tags, which is basically, like, you get a tag with a number on it. And the goal is to get the highest number or the lowest number. So like you, you score the best, you get the lowest number. Um, and so I was doing that for a while, but that ended and now they're doing doubles every weekend. And so while it's still a lot of the same people, like I'm actually having to communicate with them and like strategize with my partner. You know what I mean? And so it's like, a lot more it's putting me out there a lot more because like when it's when you're all doing your own thing it's easy for everyone to kind of focus on what they're doing but when you kind of are in teams or on a team you have to you know talk everything out and be like i'm going to do this what are you going to do or vice versa and so it's really i'm not great at communicating with people so it's forcing me into those situations and it's always a different person too. Like it's random. So it's, mm-hmm. it's never that you're not having the same conversation week over week out. So you can't, you're not getting like, you have to build a rapport and then execute that rapport. And so I don't know. It's, I think it's good for me. It's making me more comfortable talking to randos okay, and having like a, like a simple conversation, like working through the, anxiety of like how do i have a conversation you know what i mean like a lot of times Mm -hmm. when i would go up to people to like and or somebody would talk to me it's like thinking about breathing and i'm like how how do you do it (laughs) 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 which muscles do i use so it's it's helping it become more smiling all crooked like "Eh." (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm working on forming relationships brief relationships with people so i can have small talk feeling good small talk small talk talk about talk about the weather Mm -hmm. look at all them clouds Mm. yeah i hate talking about the weather so much (laughs) yeah instead of talking about about that weather weather, it's weather outside well done (laughs) instead of talking about the weather can we just we can all be sure we're all experiencing common interests tim that's small talk Common interest. Yeah, but it's boring. We all are affected by the weather. Mm-hmm. I I literally never think about the weather. I find out the weather when I walk outside. Yeah. yeah Hopefully, I'm wearing a jacket. Are you doing a lot of small talk in the morning, though? No, I don't yeah, talk to anybody. Easy. Exactly. Once you start, once you start getting in the small talk game, you got to get really attuned to the weather. But I time. hate the you small ac- talk game. So just you accidentally show up to a meeting. If you accidentally show up to a meeting 90 seconds early, you better be damn sure what you know is going to happen in your area for the next five days. <laughs> what What is the five-day forecast? Yeah. Someone literally, 
Someone literally was talking in a meeting the other day about how they brined all the streets in King of Prussia after I had left, like, mm, I went tasty. to work in the morning, left work, got home, and then got onto this call for the meeting. They're like, oh, yeah, they brined all the streets. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they did? You got to let it sit for 12 hours before you can take it out and cook it then. <laughs> it was... That was me last week. I just happened to look outside like Thursday last week. I'm like, oh, they brine the streets? We're supposed to get snow? What? Huh? Yeah, this okay. is the first time I'm here. I just heard they salt the streets. Like, I've never heard the term brine the streets for for just, mm-hmm. you're just talking about like salting it, like treating it before the red, the snow, right? They do both. Yeah, but the, the, when you see the white line streaks, so that's them yeah. using like a, a liquid brine. Which okay. is salt. I just I just said I've always called that salting yeah. the, the roads. Like mm-hmm. I yeah. never heard of the the term brining for the well, roads. They do both, or they can do both. They are two separate things. I mean, but brine is salt and water. Correct. Yeah. You're just putting you're putting salt in a different form on the road. <laughs> yeah, salting but it's a the brine. roads. <laughs> you gotta be. Words mean things, Matt. Specific yeah. things. Yeah, specific things. Like I'm soaking a chicken in a brine. <laughs> And I'm getting and it ready to put it in the and you're, cook it and you're soaking meal. the street in a brine. So you can cook it for a delicious meal later? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why not? Oh, great. Asphalt right. tar now it makes tastes sense delicious. Mm. Yeah, delicious asphalt, rotisserie style. <laughs> All right. Any other things that you guys have done lately that, uh, that are uh, outside of your comfort zone? Not really. Not that I can think of. No. And I got a question for you. What's something that you wish you liked but don't? Coffee and eggs. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Coffee and eggs. It was such an easy, just like, bam, got it. Yeah. Oh, and wait. Why is that? Small talk. Small talk? <laughs> no, nah, I don't wish I liked small Sports. talk. It just sports to be a thing. <laughs> sports. See, my specific thing is uh, is college football. I wish I liked college football. I wish Why? I could get into it every year for nine straight years because it's something to do on Saturday. Like, because everybody freaking like the way that people talk about the NFL, the people who really like college football really get into college football and like they talk about their alma maters. They talk about different conferences and, you know, it's all these guys who are going to make it into the league eventually. And like, there's always, there's like, that's the thing is like the NFL has got 32 teams. There's a hundred and like 40 something uh, division one, like FBS football teams. You have all over the country, and you've got like, okay, the teams that are in the Pac 12 play like this, and the teams that are in the big, you know, the SEC talk like this, play like this, and the Big East plays like this. And there's, there's, it's definitely some appeal to it. And every year, this is like my ninth straight year. I know when August rolls around, it's gonna be my ninth consecutive year of me saying, this is the year I'm gonna get into college football, and I'm not. Uh, it, by all accounts, I should like it. I like football. Uh, I am, I like college sports in general. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it very greatly when I was at, uh, at college, I enjoyed watching, uh, the, the college teams on our campus. But when it comes to just like sitting and watching, like, Oh, I'm going to watch the Penn state games. I, I get a couple minutes in. I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> I want to care. Like, it's cool. It's football. I like it, but like, uh, I like watching pro football more. And I just, I can't get into it. I really like to, but I can't. That's the way I look at it. I get that. That's, um, I, I feel similar to, this is going to be dumb. Competitive Pokemon. 
like trading cards go or the games the games the games mm-hmm. oh, not okay. the cards not mm-hmm. pokemon go the games like there are like competitive pokemon tournaments and things like that and i've always wanted to try to get into it but it is so in-depth and so unnecessarily like difficult and such a large margin of error when you're doing this and it takes so much time to put together a powerful or com- or tournament competitive team that it's it's not our Pokemon Reds and Blues that we played back in when we were kids. This is like there's EV training and IV training and this training and that training and and then the, you have to worry about the meta and how to fight that and I'm just like like every what time items a, are they carrying exactly and like every time a new Pokemon game comes out I'm like. This is the game I'm going to get into competitive. I'm going to do it. I love Pokemon that much. I'm going to combat and try to get into tournaments. And then I I beat the game. Whether or not I clear the game, fuck you, Scarlet and Violet, is a different story. But I at least beat the game. And then I'm just like, yeah, this is too much. This is too much. And I don't have... I don't have the more... I don't have the passion behind it to do this. And so I just walk away. I'm like, I, I, and it's, I like watching the tournaments. I like watching the people play. I just don't like the idea of putting it all together. Mm. Yeah. Pokemon. I mean, I know you can turn like most games, especially one where you're like, you're squaring off against another person with Pokemon and all that. Like you can turn that competitive, but like, that, that's what's like, Pokemon for me has always been like a, you know, maybe it's because I grew up with it and it was like, oh, this is a fun thing to do when I'm, you know, riding in the back of the car or whatever. But like, I always like, oh, this is, this just would be a fun thing. Like, yeah, you fight monsters and all that, but it's like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. they're cute and this is just supposed to be a fun thing and relaxing. But like, I can certainly see how it would get competitive. It, it, it there's, I've, I've watched like a lot of the tournaments, like the uh, Nintendo ran tournaments and, like, there's specific rules, certain Pokemon you're not allowed to use, and once you, once they know your team, they all, most players have already formulated a counter for your team immediately. And it's like, well, now I have to counter the counters and figure <laughs> out what's going to work. And a lot of it ends up being kind of random. Yeah. Like, and, and, like, the tournaments themselves, the battles are battles of three. So the first to three, or first to two, wins. And, and but then like there's even weird rules where it's like if you lose, then you go into a, like the losers bracket, which could potentially bring you back up to the main bracket at the end, and you mm. could win even mm. if you lost. And it's just, I'm just yeah. like this is this is a lot. Well, double elimination, double, double elimination yeah. tournament action. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, isn't yeah. isn't double elimination like you lose, then you go into the losers bracket, and you can place for like third, but you can't get mm-hmm. back into the winning bracket. I think this is mm-hmm. general. Like you have a consolation bracket. Like if it's double elimination, I think you you can if you, you have if you win twice. all the way up the losers bracket, you can make it to the finals. Yeah, oh, that's cray. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, cause, but then, cause sometimes... then in the finals you have to play twice. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And and, it, and it's also based on sometimes like you might have not had a great matchup for your first match, so you lost. But that person you lost to also lost. And then, but you had better matchups, and then you were able to make it to the end. So that's like, 
Double elimination is weird, but like I feel like if you're in a tournament, if you lose, you lose. But also at the same time, it does make sense. There's a football writer that I follow on Twitter. I'm a big fan of, and now it's the off season. You know, there's not as much to talk about. And so at some point, I I log on to Twitter today, and uh, or it was either today or yesterday, and uh, I see uh, they post some like, all right, it's time for my normal off season uh, tradition, which is try to beat a nuts lock Pokemon game. And, <laughs> and I'm like, pardon yeah, me. Yeah, baby. <laughs> You've never done me? a like, Nuzlocke, This guy bro? spent nine months on my feet talking about like shell cover three defenses. And now it's suddenly like, yo, man, I'm going to beat this Pokemon game. And I looked it up. I was like, I know what a Nuzlocke is now. And it's just <laughs> your Pokemon die and they die. Like you have to get rid of them. Uh, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, you're going to be a really interesting follow for the next couple of months, I assume. <laughs> that's That's funny that's something even i've never done yet that i do want to get into one day is a nuzlocke run yeah it's a lot that's a lot that that again it's it's part of the competitive it's like oh there's a lot more strategy based on this because you like some of the you have to use the first six that you catch you can't swap them out unless one dies and and Mm -hmm. you only get a limited number of pokemon you catch throughout the game because you can only catch one per route or whatever and it's wild. Mm-hmm. 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 Sean, uh, um, what's something you wish you liked but didn't? Not to stay on video games, <laughs> but I'm gonna. Uh, sure. <laughs> the newest, the newest Zelda games. Uh, okay. Breath, oh, like Breath the, of the Wild, Breath of the Wild, and Tears, and of, the Tears, of, the Tears of the Kingdom. I love Zelda. It's probably top three favorite franchises all time. But I hate resource management in games like that. I hate the fact that I have to have seven swords because my sword is going to break. I think it's, I just think it's unnecessary and doesn't, it doesn't make it more immersive for me. You know what I mean? Like, like when we're playing D and D, if you were like, up your any any game with encumbrance fuck you i don't want it like i i stopped playing i stopped playing fallout because i i got too much stuff and i was walking slow and i'm like oh fuck this <laughs> i hate i hate that and so but like but i love zelda and it has like it has all of the other pieces of zelda like getting the new equipment solving puzzles i really liked in breath of the wild like the idea of going into these giant things and like that was all really fun it was just like so frustrating to me like i just want to be able to you know slice up demons or whatever i don't need i don't want to i don't want my shit to break (laughs) (laughs) i that's i have a i have a buddy who when he talks about breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom his response his normal response is these games are really good games but they are the worst legend of zelda games mm-hmm. I and like that. i i, I don't agree think that's with that. true like, but I, I i see what i i can feel that <laughs> like i i agree with that like y- they are good games but let they're they're nothing like normal zelda games mm-hmm. um i yeah, like but Hyrule i'm Warriors. also <laughs> i was gonna say hyrule warriors is not great <laughs> it's like a normal i, zelda I don't know game. If, if and I like, and I like love Musou Dynasty games. Warriors, so I should fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what was 
I don't. I I can't agree with you on that one though, Sean. I've never had a problem with the breaking weapons. <laughs> I hear uh, so I... many people complain about it, and I'm just like, I don't. It doesn't bother me. I haven't played Tears of the Kingdom, and I stopped. I the it it was the mechanic I hated. Like I the cooking, all the the collecting, all that stuff. I was like, this is awesome. The breakable weapons, fuck that. Hate that. Couldn't stand it. So like, just because I knew there was a bunch of good weapons in the castle in Breath of the Wild, I was like, let me just wander around. Let me see if I can figure out where the boss fight is. I accidentally fell in and almost beat him. So I was just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to beat the game and never touch this ever again. So I don't have to deal with any of this ever again. Yeah. Like, I I only did two beasts. So, like, I didn't even have all four of them. Didn't do them. Didn't, didn't do the thunder. I don't even remember. I didn't do the fire one. And I didn't do the thunder one. I did the water and I did the air. So I didn't even do the other two. I never went to the Goron village or whatever. Just straight up said, nah, I'm good. Mm. So, yeah, Sean, I I can totally relate. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, I, I want to mechanic. like them. I want to like them because I love that game. And genuinely, I think they're a little bit too big for their britches, like in terms of the world. But but, um, uh, but like all of the you know like the shrines are fun enough, and the dungeons were good, and the story is good. It's just like I don't want to. I don't know. I don't like having to keep track of one more thing. I have enough on yeah. my plate. <laughs> there, but, but I resource manage played, on a day to day basis. Yeah. I haven't played Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Martha has, and my uh, one of my very good friends, Mike has, uh, and Mike is one of those people who, with zero guides, scoured the entire Breath of the Wild game to find all the Koroks. Like he hundred percented. And had like way too many fucking hours on that game. But he also went looking for things. So like anytime a character said anything, he's like, oh, I wonder if that's a thing. Went and it's like, ah, no, not in this game. (laughs) But then as he's playing Tears of the Kingdom, he's like, hey, this person said this in the last game. I wonder if it's a thing now. Oh, cool. There's a cave here. Oh, look, it's got the thing the guy was talking about in the first game. So like the attention to detail is crazy, but also... It's huge. So it's 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 like it doesn't subtract from the game, it only adds to the game. But also like if if yeah, no, it's just crazy. Hmm. Very big. Mm-hmm. Huge. Huge. It's very huge. I haven't uh, played Tears of the Kingdom yet. It's just there's been too many other games to play and that was just it's, it's on my list, but it's kind Gotta of get that Shenmue in, bro. Fuck that game. Fuck that game. Shenmue? God, that game is god Shenmue awful. Shenmue 1, 2, and 3. Shenmue, yes. That game came out like 25, 30 years ago. <laughs> it came out on the Dreamcast originally. I know, I know. I have. <laughs> Did it? I, I thought it was on version. Xbox. No, it was Dreamcast first. It yeah. might have been on Xbox, but it was Dreamcast first. I had somebody request me to play it on stream. Um, I And the, the request thing that they can purchase... Uh, or not purchase, but like they get points by watching my stream, and it says that I have to beat the game. Uh, I had to throw in the towel <laughs> because there comes a portion in that game where you literally get a job, 
and you it, the game is like a time based game, and you have to do that job for eight hours of the in game time, and then during your, like, your so breakfast, realistic. your lunch, and your dinner, you have to hit story beats as well, mm-hmm. and that takes if you do it properly, you have to go to work for six days in game, which is about six hours of content. If you do it right, if you do it wrong, it's going to take longer. I mm. threw in the towel after one day because you, you're, you're the job is just, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. The game is just boring. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Well, now I want to play. <laughs> now that it sounds like work, Tim is in. <laughs> Listen, I don't do work jobs. at my real job. Yeah. <laughs> That would, that would be the, the irony of you sitting at home, like working from home while you're actually like playing Shenmue and doing the job in that game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Normally, I'm just doing laundry and like painting with diamonds, like, but whatever. Fine, that's I'll do job. a you job work, in a video game. <laughs> incidentally, you work at a laundromat at Shenmue. That's the job. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, all right. Who's got another question? Who's, who's left? Just me and Sean? It's you yeah. and Sean. Alright. Um I'll be honest. I've been having I've been struggling lately and trying to f- I'm I'm timing it lately and not coming into the game with questions, just kinda winging it. Uh, um Way to pull just, Tim down into your own failure to produce a question <laughs> for the show. Son of a bitch. Uh but it's just like life's been beating me up lately to where I've not had the energy to try to f- figure out questions. So uh Here's one because I've been watching Mythbusters. Do you have a favorite Mythbusters myth or episode? Well, I, I listened to this one show called Brose where they tell you that every episode four people are supposed to bring a question onto the show, and yet I've listened <laughs> and several times people don't bring <laughs> questions to the show. It's a fucking uh, myth, man. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> this myth has been busted. Um, <laughs> what myth have you guys heard lately? No, uh, I'm just, just saying from Mythbusters. Do you have a favorite myth or Mythbusters episode from Mythbusters? Is what I'm saying. Okay. Hmm. There's a lot of good ones. There are. Oh, I liked I, the I, one when they tried to see if you could shoot a hole in the floor and then fall through it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I remember they like spin a gun around like in a circle and then yeah yeah. Okay. You can't. They, and, <laughs> You, you no. can't because they even had like some sort of like submachine gun like point blank to the ground and they would have to like slowly circle around. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Um, they did. Uh, I love when they do any of like the TV or movie like action movie things like mm-hmm. can you jump a boat or or things like that. Um but one of the more recent ones I've watched was when they were testing if you would survive if you jump underwater and got shot at. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, if you're more than three feet underwater, you're good. With mm. even with high caliber rifles even as well. Like, you're just mm. good. Physics is great. Yeah. I don't remember watching a lot of episodes. Of that. I certainly saw it. It was like one of those shows that like if it was on, I would just keep it on. That's the way I got into Bar Rescue back in the day, too. It was just like, well, it's on. I guess I'll just leave it on. And then six <laughs> hours later, there I was still watching John Taffer scream at some <laughs> service employees. Um, but uh, but no, I, I don't have a particular favorite episode of Mythbusters. 
Oh boy, favorite myth. Mm. I'm going to need another minute to think about this. I don't know. It's bad, bad for an improv show. Uh, <laughs> just be like, hold on, give me like 45 minutes to think about this myth. Terrible, Matt. Absolutely terrible. Awful. Um, I know yes, for and a fact get back that me. I've watched a fuck ton of this show and I don't remember a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the ones that are coming to mind are the lead balloon. Okay. Uh, the penny off the Empire State Building, uh, which does a lot with like terminal velocity and this that and the other thing um and uh, um like uh synchronizing motion to destroy a bridge and essentially they made a mm-hmm. bunch of little walking robots that yeah. reminded me of the little like workers hat things from like Mega Man. <laughs> yeah 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 it's like let's just put a bunch of these on a bridge yeah um, they did. And, they did that one, and didn't they also do one where they tries to use vibration to collapse a building too, mm-hmm. similar to the bridge one. Ah. Uh, but the the penny, the penny one, I thought was real interesting, and just mm-hmm. like the different ways, uh, they tried to figure out how to do it, and then just like, well, essentially, we're just gonna cut this penny and put it in a nail gun and see what happens. Yeah, it's like okay. There, I remember there's also one where they, there was a commercial, and I don't remember what what it was for, where several, like, cranes with, with the wrecking balls, like, lined up and did a Newton's Cradle with the wrecking balls. So they tested that in real life to see if that could work. It can't. It can't work. <laughs> I, th- I think. It's just... I think. Like, like, because of how heavy they are, like, it does bounce off a little but just the loss of energy between all of them, it doesn't work as properly as a regular Newton's cradle. Yeah, because there's there's too much downward force working on all that weight that it yeah. would lose much of that momentum as a result. Yeah. The elastic collision would not transfer enough energy to move the thing on the other side. okay Sean what's a myth that you uh there's the gun oh the gun okay the gun on the floor okay 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 all right yeah yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna keep asking also also they did one where they made they saw if you could if there was a a story about Romans using a death ray yeah, the uh, the uh, the mirror death ray, the Archimedes yeah. death ray. Yeah, yeah. They, that was they, pretty dope. They go back to that one several times as well, too, because like everyone's always like, "Oh, you did it wrong, you did it wrong," so they kept <laughs> going back to that one. Mm-hmm. My most hated one is they did a set of zombie myths, and one of them was, "What's better, like a bladed melee weapon or a gun?" And so what they did is they got a like a giant foam axe and he would have to hit the zombie with the giant foam axe. And all he did would tap each of the zombie people with the foam axe and they would drop down. He wasn't actually swinging it. 
And he's like, oh yeah, you can easily kill like 40 zombies. Whereas with the gun, like after five, you have to reload and it takes too long. So the weapon, the hand, the, the handheld weapons better. I'm like, no, because you barely swung that ax. You're going to use so much energy from swinging that ax. <laughs> That's not how that works. You need actual force. Totes. Now I'm just scrolling through a list of best myths to see if there's one that's like jogging in memory. But like, I, I'm in the weird spot where like I could just pluck one of these and be like, oh, did you guys know X? But I'm trying to get one to like remind me of an actual mm-hmm. myth that I'm aware of in the past. <laughs> and uh, humans have only five senses is one here. Shaving your hair makes it grow back thicker. That one I learned at an early age, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, oh boy, yeah, I, fortune cookies originate in China, second of miles, Mexico's Independence Day, you should urinate on someone if they get stung by a jellyfish, that seems like somebody just made, uh, <laughs> made an excuse oh, to I remember that. that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 and he's like, oh, yeah. Ah, uh, uh, I gotta pee on you. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, sorry, stay there. Um... <laughs> R. Yeah. Kelly just saw someone at the beach. That's what all it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Every living thing dies. Okay, here we go. Um, while yeah, now this one I'm just curious about. Every living thing dies. While yes, most things, living things do die eventually. There's one known species of jellyfish that doesn't technically perish, known as the Teraptopsis dorni. This essentially Herp-derp. immortal sea... Herp-derp. Yeah, the Rob Schneider is the Tertorpsis Dorney. Uh, <laughs> this essentially immortal sea creature reverts back into a juvenile state after adulthood, so it can leave out yet another long lifespan along its offspring. Weird. Uh, I'm going to go with that one. Let's go with that one. I'm going to take that one because I can't think of a good one right now. Uh, all the myths that I was thinking of are... Uh, wait, first of all, when you said myth, I was like, um, the Minotaur? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, one of those. My favorite. Uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. But yeah, Minotaur, yeah, absolutely Peg- great. Pegasus. Um, no, I'm gonna go with the, the fact that there's this jellyfish that can live forever. I guess. Uh, okay. Or just never technically expires. So we'll go with that one. Yeah. Nice. I like the jellyfish. The the immortal jellyfish. Because of course it would be something stupid like that. It couldn't just possibly be that's like oh it's a a species of crab. Or a species of monkey that can technically live forever and ever and ever under the right circumstances. It's a jellyfish. Well, I mean, reportedly the crab is the most evolutionary safe thing to be and everyone's evolving into crabs. There's that Reportedly? That's not a myth. That's a fact. Yeah. Like Convergent evolution, baby. There you go. Yeah. They're all going to evolve into crabs. Is that that's what it is? Yeah. Yeah, So evolutionary... Uh, that that uh, that jellyfish will eventually be a crab and be an immortal crab. So mm. you could be the crab is immortal. Crab There's is a immortal. ton of different like species that have, even though they started very differently, have convergently evolved into essentially crab-like form. And it's just like what? Yeah, <laughs> science. I mean, I see myself becoming a crab-like every day. Frequently, I'm always talking about. Mm-hmm. It. I walk sideways uh, all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got to nip it in the bud. My daughter's starting to do the sidestep thing, uh, like <laughs> practicing it and getting a really big kick out of it. And I've got to be like, no, 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 no. 
We're not doing this. This is We're you might think it's an crabs. evolution. It's a de- de-evolution. You have five fingers, not two, or ten <laughs> fingers, not two claws. Don't do that. Uh, I'm yeah, she's constantly teaching Alice to strafe. Yeah, she's <laughs> <laughs> constantly use Z targeting. Uh, <laughs> only strafe in video games, not in real life. Don't do it. Yeah, never do that. Alice, do uh, a barrel roll. Yeah, Press Z. do a barrel ah, roll. Yeah, the old yokel voice. Uh, Sean, do you have a question? Yes, and we've been going long, so I just thought of this question because you were talking about immortal jellyfish. Uh, mm. Do you know about um, this? Is also currently this is also a current question. Do you do you guys know about Charlotte the stingray? No. no. Okay, so Charlotte is a stingray, a female stingray that was living alone in an enclosure. And is now pregnant. Mm. And so the virgin, and the virgin stingray, the virgin birth, and so <laughs> the so definitely the gonna only, change your name to Mary. The only two <laughs> options are there were certain sharks that were able to get into her tank. So either she mated with a shark, or sometimes, uh, basically, certain species of animals can basically clone themselves. Like if a female of the species is by itself for long enough in order to asexual reproduction yeah they can basically just clone themselves and so my question is do you think that this this stingray is going to have hybrid shark stingray pups or has cloned herself and is just going to have some stingrays i think it's twins well um all i have to say is life uh, finds a way finds a way (laughs) yeah I'm hoping for hybrids because that sounds awesome. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I. Scientifically, it's going to probably be the 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 cloning. Uh-huh. But rule of cool, it's got to be. It's got to be the hybrids. Like, it's got to be. Come on mm-hmm. now. I like hybrid shark stingrays. They're the only of their kind. They'll never be able to reproduce. But how awesome would that be to see? Oh, like a mule. Yeah. Because that's that's essentially what it's going to be. It's like it's it's a it's the hybrid animals cannot uh, actually procreate themselves. So, how does a shark just find its way into the tank on accident? I think they're just like in the same tank. So uh, it's either it's either sharks or herself because there's no other stingrays in there. Because it's like a, it's at an aquarium, so it's like a big. Mm-hmm. So they didn't I'm separate. Assuming... The, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's like one of the ocean exhibits or something like that. Uh-huh. Like, o- open ocean exhibit or something. I mean, the cool, yeah, as Rich said, the rule of cool is that it's a shark stingray. Um, <laughs> liger creature kind of thing. I guess, so I guess scientifically, we don't, they didn't know that stingrays could reproduce this way? Um, I think it is, I, I, I'm not sure if they didn't know or it's just like so incredibly rare. Okay. You know, it's not something that, ha- like, it doesn't usually happen. So it's not, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so not it's, super versed in it. has, It's just something that comes so up. I was just curious. Because I'm seeing, imagining Lady Stingray sitting in the tank, seeing no other Stingrays available. And these sharks just doping around being like, hey. And she being like, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> 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 yeah. You're a competent fool. Like, I'll do it myself. Chad. 
these complete puds, these uh, these mm-hmm. sharks here. Uh, I, I could easily see that happening. Tim, do you think we're getting uh, mutant shark stingray hybrid, or are we just seeing the, the a new form of reproduction out of these stingrays? I want hybrids, baby. Mm-hmm. Of course we do. Team Liger Everybody all the way. I think, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it would be so dope for there to be shark stingrays. I think it's going to be cloned. I think it's just going to be, you know, a genetically indistinguishable stingray from Charlotte. But, mm-hmm. but it'd be so cool. They had so what would it, so what would the hybrid shark stingray look like? Would it just be like a gigantic shark with the the tail, like the the stinging tail on the end? That'd be flat too, and flat, flat with a dorsal fin, long tail, and teeth. So like a hammerhead, but the hammerhead goes the whole way. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Big, dopey eyes on either side. Hmm. I'm I'm trying to find images of a shark stingray. <laughs> a shark ray? That's the problem is that the internet exists. So like even if this thing has never existed before in real life, somebody is out there like, I'm gonna draw one. And then somebody else is like, happen. I'm gonna make it fuck. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I know that rule too. Uh, I love <laughs> I love that the the term for the asexual reproduction is parthenogenesis. Mm-hmm. Isn't he the this one that pushed cool the, the, the boulder up the hill a lot <laughs> and it kept falling down yeah. on Parthenogenesis? Totes. That's the building in uh, Greece that they also <laughs> built a replica <laughs> of in Tennessee, the Parthenogenesis. <laughs> I, I, it, just ma- it made me think of apotheosis, which is why I started that conversation. And then I was like, that's not the same word. Shut the fuck up, Tim. <laughs> nope. It's like, I've become a god. I've made my own people. Very different. Uh, Very different. I'm so sorry. <laughs> all right, we need updates on the uh, the pregnant the pregnant uh, stingray, mm-hmm. Sean. It's, it's turning in. Do you remember that giraffe that just never gave <laughs> yes. birth? It's yeah. turning into one of those situations where, like, I'm it checking in like is. every couple days, and I'm like, "Come on, just give have your babies for Christ's sake." Any day now. Nobody's floated the idea that uh, possibly the stingray is. is is carrying the the new messiah. <laughs> what all right, what is the baby Jesus's name if baby Jesus is a stingray? Hmm. Jesus. No, I don't know if that works. We need an like aquatic stingy the thinking, savior. What's that? Stingy the savior. Stingy the savior. I like that. Yeah, I know. Hmm. Um I'm going to go with Gordon. Gordon's. Okay. Sting Brian. Brian. The, the real the real name yeah. of Sting. Hey. Oh. Hey. Uh, it's real first name. Get it. Very clever. Mm-hmm. I didn't know his first name was Gordon. I had to Google it. <laughs> uh, there you go. I was like, there what is Sting's go. real name? <laughs> so you're talking about Sting the musician or Sting the wrestler? The musician. Who gives a shit about the wrestler? <laughs> I mean, that's very exclusionary of you. I feel like, first of all... You're right. It's extremely exclusionary of me. I just want to point out that I think the cross-section of fans of wrestling and people who are interested in the Stingray having sex with a shark, there's probably a decent Venn diagram. 
Listen, I will never give professional wrestling uh, any respect of any kind because of actual wrestling, which can't be a professional sport because actual like professional wrestling as a show already exists and it's bad. I think you're missing the point. You're not supposed to respect professional wrestling. Good. That's yeah, even fans point. of professional it's, it's wrestling talk shit on professional wrestling. You're not watching Survivor. Yeah, but they going, talk like, shit. I really respect it's the like being a member of the family. <laughs> They're allowed to talk shit. I can't talk shit. <laughs> it's like, that's our wrestling. You fuck off. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to turn this into a. It's not re- <laughs> Tim bringing up the the very valid point. It's not even it's not real. real wrestling. It's not even real. I can't believe it. I didn't believe the money. It's not in the even bank real. Event. Played me for a sap. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe those people who practice Greco Roman are never going to get their day in the sun because of the money in the bank event. Because <laughs> hell in a cell. Yeah, Dude, watching wrestling tournaments actually kind of fucking awesome. I'm, I know real genuine professional wrestling is great. And then the other stuff is funny. I don't know anything about it right now, but like, it's, it's funny to watch. It's cool bad now and then. All right. All right. You, you have your trash and everybody else has theirs. That's all it is. It's all, it's all different flavors. Jim Gaffigan had a bit back in the day where everybody was like, oh, yeah, everybody's so judgmental about McDonald's. And it's like, guess what? You um you watch reality TV? That's McDonald's. You watch wrestling? That's McDonald's. You that's McDonald's. Everybody has their McDonald's. It's just a matter of which one it is. Sometimes it's watching, um, God, now I got Roman Reigns and the other guy fighting, and uh, <laughs> sometimes it's something else. That was a what big deal, right? Roman Reigns and the other guy. The Miz, I don't think, has been in wrestling for like ten years. <laughs> Didn't he the also Miz start was big like when I world. when I was in college. I watched a little bit of wrestling because I had friends who were interested in wrestling, and so they'd be like, "I would get texts at like nine o'clock, and they're like, Casnell, you've got to turn on, you've got to turn on Monday Night Raw." And I'm like, "Fine, like I don't have anything else. To say. I'll turn on Monday Night Raw." And then the Miz was that was when I think the Miz was like champion then or something like that. So, and it late only later did I find out that he was on like was it re, re, Road Rules? He was uh, on Real World. Real World. He, Real world. Okay. That's where I knew him from. And then I okay. walked into a hot topic and saw uh, the Miz wrestling shirt. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Wild. Wow. Crazy. Uh, all right. That's going to close out our show. That's the end of this episode of Brose. I'm calling it there. Finito. <laughs> Concluded. It's the end. Tim, your thoughts? The Brose podcast (laughs) is available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, And of course, you can follow us on social media. Uh, You'll follow us on X at Brose underscore podcast, Facebook at Brose podcast, or Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. Uh, When are we getting a Blue Sky account? I already have a Blue Sky account. I got got one personally. Blue Sky. I've never heard of that before. It's it's like Twitter without the, the, uh, allegedly without the bad stuff. Very pure thing. It was like invite only for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think they recently opened it up to everybody. So. Oh, like Facebook when it started. Yeah. Yeah. But like 25 years later when presumably we a little bit know what we're doing. I should say 25 is probably like 20. Uh, it's been like 20 years since Facebook came out, right? 2004? 24? Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, follow us on Blue Sky whenever the hell we get one. 
And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Huge thanks as always to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions. Tess Riley for editing our show. Shannon Vogel, who designed our world famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at the Vogel Art Shop at her store or at her storefront on Etsy.com. Vogel Art Shop is on Facebook. Um, and of course, uh, our theme music is the song When by Steven Siebert. And you can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive. Now it's time for plugs and handles. Rich, we'll start with you. Uh, uh, on X at B underscore Walnuts, and you can check me out on twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts. We're on video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Um, we're probably going to have some bonus streams this week. We're on playing Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, so you should definitely come hang out with those on Friday and Saturday. Sean O'Brien, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HeyTSOB. You can find me throwing frisbees at OB Disco. Tim Hansen. You can find me on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it at Tim R. Hansen. And you can find me on Blue Sky at Mbop McDerp because that's <laughs> what I came up with just now. Uh, yeah, which I will probably never touch again after I save my login information. <laughs> You can follow me on X at MKASNEL. I think I'm on Blue Sky on that as well. Uh, M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L is how you spell it. And my plug this week, I'm going to get back on the Alex Casnell and Board of Directors uh, plug circuit because, first of all, they've got a song coming out on a new NoFX tribute album. Uh, the album is called I Heard They Broke Up, and it's coming out on Coffin Curse Records. And uh, they covered a song called I'm Telling Tim, uh, which is very funny. Uh, Tell exactly- me what. Yeah, I know. This is the most exciting thing was Tim finding out that they covered a song called <laughs> I'm Telling Tim. Uh, but it sounds uh, great from what I've heard. It's it's a good cover. Uh, it's a good cover. And it's good, in my opinion, because it eliminates the the, the worst part of no effects, in my opinion, which is Fat Mike's voice. Uh, so <laughs> uh, so it, it worked out very well. But that's coming out soon. Uh, you can pre-order it now. And they've got tour dates up as well. Uh, if you're in the Midwest, if you're in Cincinnati or Indianapolis or Indiana, uh, state at large, uh, or the, the or Battle Creek, Michigan, they got some dates coming up. So uh, check out uh, Alex Casnell and board, the board of directors on Bandcamp.com or uh, follow them on Facebook. They're there as well. So uh, good stuff by them. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners, everyone. Bye. 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 For Rich Sweeten. Tim Hansen, Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. Move. My name is Matt Kaz, now reminding you all to be smart about being stupid.